0: Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. As children, we're taught to respect our elders— They've earned the wisdom that comes from a long life filled with experience. And yet, when we reach a certain age, we sometimes forget where we came from and who helped shape us into the people we are today. As we grow up, we grow apart from our parents. New careers, new relationships, and new generations only widen that gap. But not for Kailash Giri Brahmachari of India. He and his mother are close. In fact, Kailash takes her everywhere and anywhere she wants to go. When he was 8 years old, Kailash fell from a tree he was climbing and broke one of his bones. His family didn't have money for treatment, so his mother did the only thing she could do. She prayed. If he recovered, his mother would travel to the most religious locations in India and pray and give thanks. Her prayer seemed to work, as Kailash's fracture healed without medical intervention of any kind. His mother had hoped to honor her promise immediately, but wasn't able to make the journey on her own. Kailash's father had died when he was only 10 years old. It wasn't until her son turned 24 when she could repay her debt and begin her pilgrimage. One day, Kailash packed up all their belongings and set out into the world with the goal of visiting the most sacred sites in India before his mother died. They've been traveling for over 20 years and have covered almost 24,000 miles together. His mother is in her mid 90s now. They have no money and no means of transportation. So, how do they get around? On foot, of course. Well, Kailash travels on foot. His mother, however, has more comfortable accommodations. She sits in a basket, which hangs from a wooden plank slung over her son's shoulder. It's counterbalanced on the opposite side using their clothes and the few belongings that they own. Kailash has carried his mother this way for half his life. He begins the trek each day at 6.30 a.m. and travels until the early afternoon. At that time, they eat and rest before resuming their journey when the sun isn't so overbearing. They walk until dark, covering about three to four miles per day, sleeping in local temples. People who meet them along the way offer them food and other donations to aid in their travels. They refer to Kailash as a real-life Shravan Kumar. According to the ancient Hindu epic Ramayana, Shravan was a mythological character who was very devoted to his parents. His mother and father were blind and almost never left their home. As they got older, however, they decided they wanted to take a pilgrimage to the 40 holy sites they believed would purify their souls before they died. Much like Kailash, Shravan's family didn't have a lot of money. So, he placed his mother in one basket, and his father in another, and suspended each from the end of a long bamboo pole, which he supported across his shoulders... The story is well-known, and Kailash's own journey with his mother has made people wonder if Shivan has somehow come to life before their eyes. But Kailash isn't doing this for the fame or the glory. He's doing it to help the woman who prayed for his health and took care of him when he got hurt. Together, they visited a long list of religious sites in India, but they have several more to go. With 24,000 miles behind them, and many more ahead. It's not clear when their pilgrimage will ever come to an end. All that matters, though, is that they've got each other for support. Every step of the way.
1: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
0: People are never just one thing. They can have numerous passions and interests across different areas of their lives. In other words, people are complex. Try to put them in a little box, and they'll do their best to break out of it, showing you that there's more to them than meets the eye. Eva didn't fit into any kind of box, no matter how hard the people around her tried to squash her into one. Born in Vienna in 1914, she worked various jobs in the 1920s and early 30s trying to make a name for herself. In the early 30s, she fell in love with a man named Friedrich, who, despite being half-Jewish, was involved with fascist Italian leader Benito Mussolini, and eventually Adolf Hitler. Friedrich married Eva in 1933, and immediately tried to curb her ambitions. He kept her locked up in their castle on the Czech border, only letting her out to accompany him on business deals. Friedrich, you see was an arms dealer, and he supplied fascist governments with weapons. He also assisted their scientists with developing new military technologies. Those consultations were where his wife found out about a new passion, applied science. The trouble was, Eva wouldn't have been able to pursue any kind of future in the field with her husband keeping tabs on her night and day, so she planned an elaborate escape. One night, she and her husband had been invited to a dinner party. One of the few events where she would be allowed out of their home. She convinced Friedrich to let her wear all the jewelry she owned to the party. Afterward, still wearing every necklace, bracelet, and ring in her possession, she dressed up as the maid and left in the dead of night. She chose Paris to start her new life. The fascist governments in Italy and Germany kept growing, and Eva knew that if she didn't get her mother out of Vienna soon, she would also be taken away, So, in 1938, she helped her mother escape to the United States, right after the Nazis annexed Austria. And Eva was resourceful, too. Now living full-time in the United States, she learned how to speak perfect English and got a job to sustain both herself and her mother. But she wanted to do more, specifically for the war effort. She talked to a member of the newly formed National Inventors Council about joining their organization, It seemed that her fascination with science and technology had not waned in the years since she had married Friedrich. However, he turned her away, encouraging her to do other things to help the boys overseas, like selling war bonds. Undeterred, she turned to another inventor, a man named Howard Hughes. And Hughes put her to work in modifying his aircraft designs, which he felt were too boxy and slow. He gave her whatever resources she required, including his own team of engineers and scientists. Eva purchased books on the fastest birds and fish in the world. She borrowed nature's eye for aerodynamics, using it to streamline a new wing shape for Hughes's airplanes. She also used her time with Hughes to develop a tablet that could be dropped into a glass of water to carbonate it. The taste was something akin to Alka-Seltzer, which couldn't be avoided even with Hughes's own chemists working on the project. As the war raged on, though, she got word of an evacuee ship that had been carrying 90 children from Britain to Canada. A German sub in the area had fired two torpedoes at it, sending it to the bottom of the ocean within 30 minutes. 77 of the 90 children on board were lost. Eva saw that selling war bonds wouldn't be enough to end the war, and remembered what she'd learned on those business meetings she attended with her husband. She knew the radio signals that controlled torpedoes could be jammed by an enemy, sending the missiles off course. In order for those signals to avoid detection, they would need to jump from frequency to frequency over a wide spectrum. Eva even illustrated this concept by partnering with a pianist who used 16-player pianos controlled by one transmitter. Their development came to be known as Frequency Hopping Spread Spectrum, or FHSS, and would have given the United States a huge advantage at sea by making their torpedoes almost impossible to jam. She and the musician filed a patent for the technology, which was granted in 1941. The military, however, had no interest in adopting it. She was simply ahead of her time. Way ahead, it seems, as her design has gone on to influence such widespread technologies as Bluetooth, GPS, and Wi-Fi. During the Cuban Missile Crisis, Navy ships were installed with FHSS systems based on Eva's research as well. Even after the war, she never stopped inventing. She went on to develop all sorts of new things, like updates to the traffic light and a glow-in-the-dark dog color. She also helped streamline the design of the Concorde supersonic jetliner. And yet, she's not typically known for her scientific work. In fact, she wasn't recognized for it until the end of the 20th century. People knew her better for her beauty than her brains. After all, Walt Disney used her face as the model for Snow White. But she was more than that. In fact, she was a star of the silver screen, and often called the most beautiful actress in the world, which explains why Hedwig Eva Maria Keisler, one of the greatest scientific minds of the 20th century, spent decades known only by her stage name, Hedy Lamarr. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of The Cabinet of Curiosities.